So I'm going to echo Mike's welcome. If you've just come in, I hope you've not freaked out too much that the church is looking rather different to normal. But there is a very good reason. It's because the passage that we're thinking about this morning is all about kingdom fellowship. It's all about watching over one another in love. It's about the early church and how they gathered together, how they engaged with each other. And it's really difficult to do that if you sat in formal rows. Okay, so that's why we've broken up the chairs this morning. And because you're going to be doing most of the work yourselves today. It's not going to be a service where me and Mike talk at you. It's going to be a service where you're engaging with each other. And hopefully you're going to learn a lot from each other more than you would if you had a sermon from us. So that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to be thinking about watching over one another in love. So we're going to start right at the beginning with our Bible reading. It's from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. And you may well want to have that open in your Bibles as we go through our service. So it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I think that's an amazing passage. There's so much contained in it. And when we look at it, it's a kind of model for what the early church was like. And it's a model for what we, the church, should be like today and could be like today if we truly engage with each other, care about each other and watch over one another in love. It's a bit like a blueprint for the perfect church or a bit of a health check for what church is like at the moment. Are we doing these things? Are we fulfilling all that God wants us to be, all that he wants his church today to be? So the first activity we're going to get you to do is you've got a sheet on your table and it says, what were the characteristics of the early church? So just have a few minutes in your groups. Perhaps one of you read the passage again, if that's helpful. Have your Bibles out. I'll pop it back up on the screen so you can look there as well and see how many things you can pull out about what the early church was like. And if it's helpful, get someone to make a few notes. So a couple of minutes to do that. You can talk, you can make noise. Okay, go for it. So as we've been going through our service, we've been putting into practice some of those things that Passage talked about. We've been worshipping, we've shared some fellowship. We've been thinking about those who need God's touch through prayer. Um, 
We're not taking up a formal offering, but people give each week and month, and so we've been thinking about that. So there's all sorts of things we've been putting into practice. But we now get to the bit where we share food together. So we're nearly at the cake eating time. But when you read that passage, you find it's during the meal time that people are really learning about each other. They're sharing that deeper fellowship and they're learning about how they can pray for each other and support each other through prayer. So could you just pop the next questions up for me, please, Jeff? So I've got a few questions up there or things to think about that you might be able to talk about and then pray with people in your groups. There's some thank you prayers. So say something you'd like to thank Jesus for. So perhaps you could share something and then a couple of people in your group give thanks for you in prayer. Maybe share what will you be doing at this time tomorrow? Maybe there's something you particularly need prayer for. And so share that briefly. And again, one or two people in your group pray into that situation. Is there something you need God's help with this week? Or is there someone that you really wish that you had that courage or that opportunity to talk to about Jesus? So mention that person if you're able to. And again, a couple of people pray for you. Or if you're involved in something here at church that's happening during the week, pray for that. And if you're stuck for anything else, pray for Messy Church on Saturday, okay? So I'm sure there's something that you can share. So you can unwrap your cakes, you can dig into the cakes, but please don't forget to talk and pray while you eat, okay? And you've got a good 10 minutes, so you should all be able to have a go at this. Have you ever experienced anything so amazing, so incredible, that you just can't wait to go and tell someone about it? Good. Somebody has. Well done. I'm not going to ask what it was because it's my husband and who knows what he'll say. Okay. But anyway, that's what was going on in that passage. Those early disciples had heard the best news ever. Jesus was alive again and he'd gone up to heaven to be with his father and now they got the gift of the Holy Spirit and they just loved Jesus and they just wanted to go and tell everybody about that good news. And they wanted to spend time with their friends, understood that good news and they wanted to praise God and pray to God and worship and that made their lives so attractive to other people that more and more and more people were coming into the church all the time and God was adding to their numbers daily. And wouldn't that be amazing if every single day we saw tens, hundreds, thousands of people coming through the doors wanting to know about Jesus. That's how great that news was. And if you don't know that as the best news ever, then do come and chat with me or Mike at the end because we'd love to tell you about why that news is the best news that we've ever heard. But God wants to use us to grow his church. He wants to use us to bless other people. Those early disciples in that passage were blessing other people by giving away things to the poor and needy, giving away their time to devote it to fellowship. 
And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to bless other people by giving away the blessings that he's given to us. Now, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about a tree that we have in our garden. It looks, it's not that tree, but it does look really nice. It looks really beautiful, but always gets sad when the leaves start to fall off it. And with the leaves fall the seeds. But you know, if the trees never gave up their leaves and their seeds, there'd never be any new trees. Those seeds need to fall. The tree needs to give them away in order for there to be new growth. And so I think that the thing that I want us to think about now is what is God putting on your heart that you might need to give away in order to draw other people to God? What blessings has he given you that he wants you to share with others so that more and more people might need, might come and worship him, might come and ask you questions about what it means to know him. There might be some really obvious ones, but there might be some more that are personal to you. So think for a minute, what blessings have you had that you could give away to others? And if you think of something, you've got a picture on your table of a tree. It's bare at the moment. It's underneath the other one, hopefully. And when you think of something that God's put on your heart to give away, to bless other people, I encourage you to just draw a leaf, either still attached to the tree or falling off or it, scattering on the ground. If you don't want to name it or tell people what it is, don't write anything on it. But if you're happy to, just label the leaf as well with what that blessing is. But how can God use you to bless other people. We've had some lovely, lovely ideas. Our group are going to be giving away lots of cuddles, which is nice for their families. They're going to give away lots of love, smiles, friendship, jokes. Dave's going to give away his jokes. We're all all good. So some things don't cost any money. Others, they might be thinking that God does want them to give away their financial blessings. But it can be something as simple as a smile. You never know what a smile to somebody might actually mean an impact on their day and draw them to you. So keep thinking about that over the coming days. What could you give away that you've been blessed with that God might work through to draw other people to him. Because it said the Lord added to their their number daily those who were being saved. So what can we do to join and partner with God in growing his church? Because his church isn't full of individuals that keep their gifts to themselves. It's full of people that he's given gifts to in order to give away and bless other people. So I'm going to pray before we sing our last song. Lord, thank you that we are a family in Christ. Help us to share the love and the blessings that we have been given with those that we meet each day. That through all you've given us, we could give it away to be a witness that we could then see your church grow and flourish and we could see more and more and more people come to faith. Lord, thank you for that model of the early church and how their love for each other, 
their fellowship with each other was part of their witness to the rest of the world. So help us to be that witness for you in the coming days and weeks as we go back to school or back to work tomorrow. Help us to be your hands and your feet to those people that we meet. And thank you that even though we mess up so often, you choose to use us to grow your kingdom in this place. So thank you for the privilege that it is to work with you. Amen.